Hey, welcome to Not Far Off Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Brianna. This week's episode, we're talking about cinema. You excited? Yes, I'm very excited. You and I both are very big fans of all things movies and TV shows, all of that. Oh, yeah. I'm stoked. Because this is what I do for work, so. Right, exactly. I have a lot to talk about. Yeah, you're more into it than I am. Yeah, but you know your shit, though. Yeah, but I mean, like, you work with it every day, you know? Yeah. Should I get started, like, with my obsession for filmmaking and how I got started in that? Yeah. I guess. So, I went to school for video, for those who don't know. Um... So I've been obsessed with filmmaking for a while now and actually do that for my work. Um, I'm a videographer and editor and I've had like a lot of experience doing everything, being on set, uh, setting up lighting, audio, cameras, all that jazz. So um, Lights, camera, action. Lights, camera, action. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> But you're part of the reason why I've become obsessed with it. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause I've, why? Because I've always had a camera in my hands. And I had, like, the most yeah. fun just recording our shenanigans. Yeah. We, <laughs> we, yeah, we talked about how, like, everywhere we go, we would just, like, film each other. Mainly you filming me, but, you know. Yeah. But it was still fun, though. It was a good memory. It was. It was really fun, yeah. So that's how I got started in that. And now you get paid for it. Now I get paid for doing <laughs> it. So it's a win-win. <laughs> yeah. So why do you like it so much? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess movies are, you know, like an escapism. Yeah. And just anything with a good story that gets you hooked, like, of course, you're going to want to watch it. Mm-hmm. For me, mainly, it's like what I like in the movies, in movies most is visuals and just like editing techniques you know i know you know but like you can tell in a movie when there's an experienced director as opposed to someone who's not which is fine if it's not but you can just tell there's always differences in in a good quality movie as opposed to like someone that's brand new you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. oh experience is key yeah you can yeah you can definitely tell it's like compare lifetime movies to cinematic masterpieces right exactly there, <laughs> there's, there's a clear a perfect difference example yeah what is like one of your favorite cinematic pieces as far as like shows or movies hmm um well my two big ones were from 2019 but they're like at the top of my list is parasite and oh, 1917 i loved Parasite was absolutely amazing. 1917, you would really like because it it's I don't know the name of it, but it's filled the same way episode six of Hill House is. All one like cut. the one shot. Yeah. Well, it's yes. I think that they must like do secret cuts at some point. Yeah, I'm sure. You know that but movie 19, I don't normally like. Yeah. Yeah, they do like something similar with that. Yeah, I normally wouldn't even care to watch a war movie but i actually watched it the night of um the oscars like 
a couple years ago because I was like, oh, I want to watch all the movies, the nominated movies. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't seen that. So I watched it and I was like, oh, my God, this movie is amazing. Normally, I don't care for war movies, but it was so good. Yeah. You would probably like it, too. So is the whole thing basically like seems like it's one cut or one shot? I mean, yes. Yeah. There's only one time where it goes black for like dramatic effect. Yeah. But everything else is. Yeah. It looks like it's one shot. Now, why do you think that is? Think what? The movie? Why do, why do you think they wanted it to be seem like it was in one shot? Well, the whole point of this movie is it's these men that are at war and they're trying to relay a message. They choose like this one guy to try to get a message across to another like camp, I guess. I don't know what the right word is. And the whole point is like they want to show you his journey and like all the things that he runs into along the way. So it's pretty cool. I mean, it's like it seems like it's so much more like action packed because of how it's all happening. So they don't cut or anything. So is it kind of like immersing the audience into their experience, like basically taking them on the journey of what they're going through? Yeah, 100 percent. Like it feels like you're there. Yeah. That's so cool. I haven't seen like a lot of things filmed like that. So when I do, the first one I saw was Hill House and I was absolutely mesmerized. I was like, this is so cool. How do they do that? Like, I need to know everything. It was amazing. And I know uh, Mike Flanagan, who wrote and like produced the show for that, actually said that he never wants to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's probably a lot of work. It is. Remember like... I think there was like a behind the scenes thing where they said they have to, you know, be at like spot A and then really quick when the camera's like twirling, run to spot B and like make sure your hair is perfect, like everything. You can't like mess it up at all. You got to memorize your lines, make sure you don't like mess up there. And there's children involved, child actors, which makes things even more difficult. Like there's a lot that goes into it. You got to make sure the lighting's right make sure the Mm -hmm. audio guy's not in frame when he's moving around or yeah yeah it's that's probably why we don't see a lot of it but like props to anybody who ever does that because i think it's absolutely amazing i think another reason i love cinema so much is because of how many things or like different things you can do with it say that you forgot some sort of lighting gear and you just have to come up with something on the fly to get the similar effect to what you wanted. So, for example, I follow um, this Instagram page. It's called Shitty Rigs, I think, where basically when people Mm -hmm. don't have the equipment necessary, they come up with it on their own. And a lot of the Mm -hmm. times it looks like really ghetto, (laughs) but it does the job. What do you, what do they do? How do they, what do they make it out of? So say they forget some sort of um, silk or something to soften up the light. So instead of using that, they could use like a shower curtain or they could use anything. Like I, I saw somebody use like paper towels before, which oh, I don't, I don't know like if that works that great. But uh, yeah. if you have nothing else, I guess go for it. And like... Yeah, just see what happens. Um. There's a lot of different ways you can go about it. Um, But if you don't have like a slider or whatever, you can 
take, I don't know, some sort of object and put the camera on the object and just slide the object back to make it look like more mm-hmm. steady motion. So I think, yeah, it there's definitely inventive an inventive thing that comes with cinematography. You know, for the longest time, I didn't know that most people in like shows or movies didn't drive the cars when they were driving them. <laughs> really? And when I found out, when I found that out, I was like, oh my God, I literally thought that everybody was driving. I didn't know that they were just like, you know, it, it whatever. It was just crazy. So all that stuff always just blows my mind. I love to read about all the like behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's cool too, because there's so much you could do with lighting in general. It's like, if you want to have a scene where somebody's like waking up in the morning and you have to go from nighttime to morning in just a matter of the same shot. You have to get super creative with that. And I don't know. I just really like how you can invent so many different things and come up with, come up with stories that nobody's ever even thought of before. I think it's cool how, in some movies, you know, they can shoot in like Brooklyn in the middle of the day. So what you and I know of Brooklyn is like in during the day, let's say it's spring, it's bright as hell. Like there's birds chirping, all this, but they can just, I like that they can make it seem, I don't know how they do it. I don't know, movie magic, whatever, but they can like change the tone. So like it looks a lot darker than it really is. Are you talking about shooting in you the know, daytime and like darken it in post? Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, just like, they, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but they'll show them like filming the actual scene and then they'll show the final and it's like, it looks like it's like dark out, but they're shooting mm-hmm. during the day. Yeah, I don't really know either, but it's not an easy process. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine. So I know you really like uh, Marvel, is that what it is? Yes. So you're really obsessed with Marvel. I've never really gotten into the superhero movie genre. Mm -hmm. But why do you like it so much? I love the Marvel movies. I think they're just so badass. Like, I don't know what it is about a bunch of... I don't know. I have no idea. It's just a lot of action. A lot of good-looking people. A lot Um, of good-looking people. (laughs) The stories are really cool. I just... I like the, I like all that comic book stuff and the yeah. graphic novels. I read, I read the graphic novel for Watchmen and then, um, I love the movie and then they did an HBO remake, which was amazing. So I like all of that, like comic book stuff. I like, you know, Batman's okay too, Spider-Man, but it's mainly, I like, you know, obviously Captain America. Mm-hmm. I just think they're so badass. Something about people just fighting bad guys is just <laughs> really appealing to me. See, I I don't think I'm that into it just because there's so much CGI and I think the more authentic a film is, the better in my opinion. Right. But that's just me. I like a lot of different franchise movies. Like last year I watched the Harry Potter, which I really like, but um, sometimes sequel movies aren't as good as the original, Mm -hmm. which... I'm sure you know that's happened many times. Yeah. You get excited for the second movie and it's just so bad, but 
I'm trying to think of like what the latest one was. There's just so many remakes. It's like, can you guys come up with some originality? <laughs> I literally made a video about that. I was like, people need to stop making remakes. I don't need to see eight versions of King Kong. <laughs> How hard is it? Like, you guys are so smart and you make amazing movies. Like, sit down with one another, talk it out, and come up with something original, please. Because mm-hmm. just the, seeing the same movie over and over is just getting crazy. And I'm not a fan of them remaking, like, classic 90s shows that we love so much. Yeah. Like, that's I know they so came out Raven with a- and Boy Meets World, all those shows. girl meets world is an abomination (laughs) i watched like two episodes because i grew up with boy meets world and i loved it and it it was so bad does not compare no way and i know that they just hbo just recently came out with a new fresh prince but i haven't watched that either because i love fresh prince and i don't want to watch it and be upset right and then thinking that it's ruined yeah right so i'm like i'll just skip it for now and same with Lion King. They did not need to remake Lion King. Yeah, I don't know why they do. Are they just trying to like get a new audience? Liking the same type of content we've seen? I don't seen? know, you know, because... And they recently remade Mulan, which I also haven't seen and I won't. But I don't know why they need to make... Especially when it comes to Disney movies. Because from what I know with people who have kids, all of their kids watch the old Disney movies. Like the original, and they don't have any problems with them. So it's like, why are you making more? Why ruin it? (laughs) Yeah, obviously it's like a money thing, right? Obviously they want money, but it it does ruin it. I don't know. I just can't. I don't like remakes. Just come up with new content, people. That's what we want. Originality. I haven't. Yes, please, more original movies. I haven't seen A Star Is Born, but I was. I just recently found out that that movie is like a remake. There's like five other ones. Of course. I would have never guessed, but... There's either, like, remakes or movies based on books or... Which isn't bad, but it's, like, Mm -hmm. it's based on something already made. Yeah. I just want content that somebody created one day, like, came up with this dope-ass idea and executed on it. Something somebody's never heard or seen before. Right. And I really liked, there was a new movie, I think like the only new movie I saw last year, because I don't even know what other movies came out last year, because it was such a shit show, a shit show, was Tenant. Did you watch Tenant? No. Christopher Nolan. It's a Christopher Nolan movie. He's great, yes. He's great. So I was like, oh, it's going to be awesome. And it is, it is really good. Um, But it's, it's kind of like, have you ever seen Looper with Bruce Willis Mm -hmm. and your boy, Joseph Gordon-Levitt? My boy, yeah. That movie, I think, is amazing. But to me, Tenet has like a a looper feel to it. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say that it's lacking in originality, but I feel like I've seen it before, you know? Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people get some sort of message or feel from somebody else's content already created. Right. So you- And they're like, oh, that's cool. Let me sprinkle that in. Like, I was just talking to you about um, that new WandaVision show on Disney+. Plus. Yes, which I watched the first episode this morning. It was all right. It was okay, but it's like, I don't, I know I'll have to watch more to understand, but I don't like, 
it's not that I don't care about black and white. It's like I don't like that old school shit. You don't? Like no, I know you do, but it's like I don't I like love Lucy shit. is my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I so love it first, so much. Yeah. I'm gonna keep watching it, but um I'll watch a second episode later, but I was like, Oh but what I th- are they gonna do with this? I think yeah, I only watched the first episode, but I think it every episode is a different decade. At least that's what mm. I've heard. Yeah. I don't know. But I had well, an idea we'll just like it. Like mine it <laughs> minus the comic book theme or whatever. But I had this idea that this char- these characters in this plot are all the same, but each episode is kind of like how movies got started. So like the first episode would be in I don't even know what year it was when movies got started, but like silent movie. So it'd be Mm -hmm. black and white and silent. And then the next episode would like, you know, progress from there. With the same cast. The same cast, the same plot. But obviously I didn't write a story around it yet. But I had (laughs) the idea and I wrote it down and I'm like, I hope nobody steals this. (laughs) And guess what? Somebody got to it. But unfortunately, um, things are like that. And I have a couple of other ideas I've never heard about before. So hopefully, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully nobody no steals that fucking, either. Yeah, it gets into your phone. Even though I've out. told people about it. So hopefully they don't like <laughs> tell more people about it. Um, but yeah, that, that's always frustrating when you have such a great idea and then somebody like actually executes on it. <laughs> Before you. Before yeah. me. Well, whoever, you know, oh, um, I like things like uh, Black Mirror, how every episode I was just, set. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. And there's another show called, um, it's similar. I think it's called like Room 104 or something on HBO. And it's very much like Black Mirror, except instead of every episode being a different location like it all takes place in room 104 Mm -hmm. i could be saying the name wrong i don't know but it's room something and every story takes place in that room but it's a different story interesting yeah it's pretty cool so you don't have to like watch it in order can we just talk about how disappointing the last season of black mirror was though yeah the last episode of black mirror was very disappointing and it wasn't was that the one with the um, interactive one? No, I'm not talking about that one. It was like the one with Miley Cyrus and then the other one. Oh, Ashley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one was like, weird. The last season was just so disappointing to me and I really like that show. So I feel like every episode has to be good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite Black Mirror episode. Oh, was that the see, was the new season, the one with Striking Vipers? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I actually kind of liked that. (laughs) (laughs) But my favorite episode is, oh my God, I can't remember the name, but it's the one where um, you can like, you have the memory chip. Is that the first episode? Oh, no, no, no. no. The game. You can like project. Right? The video game? You can like project your memories. Project your memories? No. Oh, it's called the entire history of you. So you basically like all of your memories collect on like this little chip mm-hmm. and you can like basically project them. So I think that was the first tr- episode. 
No, the first episode was the one with the pig. Are you sure? The very first episode of Black Mirror. Oh, I know what you're talking about, though. That one, that one yeah. is really good. I love that episode. You can, like, watch And my really hot take. Yes. Okay. My really hot take about Black Mirror is I do not like the San Junipero Stop! episode. Stop! That's my favorite <laughs> Sorry. one. I know. That's everybody's favorite. Why, wait, why don't, don't you like it? I don't know. It didn't resonate with me. I, I just didn't care brilliant. for it. Brilliant. Show. I think maybe it was like, maybe it was like the time, like the era or whatever. I don't know. And I know it's a very hot take, but <laughs> it, it's, I don't Yeah, like that, that one episode. was oh, but my favorite. I do also like the episode, which I think is in the new season, the museum episode. Oh, that one was great too. Most of them are. Most of them are great. But yeah, the Ashley O one was not. And then there was the um, the one that was in black and white. I didn't like and that one. No, I didn't like it either. I barely remember what it was about, but I did not like robots. That one. Yes, the robot one. Yeah, that one was pretty boring. I can't believe you like didn't like San Junipero. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have some cinema questions. I'm going to ask you. Ooh, get to it. Okay. Um. Do you watch or do you enjoy foreign films? Um, yes. Both. Like, and watch them. Like you said, Parasite. Um, that one was yeah, a Parasite brilliant was film. Yeah, Parasite was amazing. One of my favorite shows on Netflix is called Dark, and that's in German. Uh, and when you watch a a film in another language, do you put it in English or will you just use subtitles? Oh no! I got to use like, subtitles. I can't like listen right, to but it. Right, do you English. keep it? Right, you can't. You don't want to listen to it like dubbed over, right? No, I can't. Me it, either. It messes with me. I can't stand that. Yeah. A lot of good scary movies I've seen are like Korean, and I don't know why. I don't know why for a lot of foreign movies, scary movies, in my opinion, are better. At least. I don't think I've ever seen a foreign scary movie before but i've heard good things like i've yeah. heard they're a lot I, scarier than american films yeah i i would agree on that i can't remember the name i wrote it down because i keep a list of what i read uh, what i uh, watch what i watch <laughs> so i will send you the name i can't think of it right now and i couldn't even say it if you asked me anyway yeah please do i love horror movies yeah but yeah, I don't watch anything dubbed. I think it's so weird. Like, I if I'm watching like a Spanish movie and it's dubbed in English, I can't focus on what they're saying because I'm like watching their mouths and I'm like, right, I can't, I can't yeah. focus. So I'd rather just listen to it in the native language with English subtitles. Agreed. But I won't. I won't. Like, there's some people who won't watch a movie if it's in a different language. Like my mom, for instance. <laughs> she refuses. Does she just not like reading subtitles? She, no, she doesn't. I used to be yeah. like that too. I'm like, it's just so much work reading it, but <laughs> it's worth it because it is. The films are just so good. Yeah, one of my one of the like saddest movies I ever saw was, I think in like Polish or whatever. Oh and yeah, it was so good. It was so good. So there's a lot of foreign movies that I really like trying to think like what is a really good foreign film i've watched i guess i don't watch enough of them parasite you watched parasite you like that 
Yeah. For some reason, Parasite is labeled as a horror movie, which I would very much disagree with. Yeah, that's weird. I would say thriller. Thriller, like psychological thriller. Oh, yeah. Definitely not, not a horror movie. No, it's not scary in the least bit. No. Uh, I watched Parasite with my dad after I had already seen it like three times, so I knew exactly what was going on. And there's like one very, there's like a little bit of a sex scene. Oh my God, yeah. And I... Where they're under (laughs) the table. Yes, where they're (laughs) under the table. And I knew it was coming because I've seen it already. So I was like, oh, I have a phone call. I'll be right back. (laughs) And I had to leave the room. I was like, yeah. I was like, if I know there's a sex scene coming, I'm I'm out. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine (laughs) filming that, though. Like, that would be interesting to talk about, filming sex scenes. Yeah. Like, how uncomfortable it must be for everybody in that room. Don't. Yeah, so for filming sex scenes, don't guys have to, like, wear a little sock over their dick or something? Like, I honestly something. don't even know. Some, no idea. How, it's just, like, this is, you, okay, it's natural, so, like, if two people are, like, humping each other, don't you think the dude's gonna get, like, a boner? You would think. Just, like, you would think, it's just natural, so, to me, it's, like, how do they not. do that? How like, do they not get a boner? <laughs> Yeah, how do you not get a boner, and is it extremely awkward after you film a scene like that with your partner? Comment below. (laughs) Yeah, please, let us know. We're curious. (laughs) Because I, I mean, I guess it's like your job, so it's professional, but, well, I would hope it's professional, but I just think that would be so awkward, right? Not Not really, like, uncomfortable if you're feeling... If the your scene partner you're comfortable with, but I just feel like it would be so awkward. Like, fake hump me in front of 10, 10 right. 20 people with a camera rolling on us, and then afterwards, let's just shoot our next scene. It's awkward enough to be in a scene with, like, I don't even know how many people are in the room normally. Like, say there's 100 people in the room. It's awkward yeah. enough to have to, you know, act out your scenes in this authentic way. But it's a whole different level to like have to be in a sex scene with a stranger, yeah, <laughs> with all these people in the room staring at you. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. Props to them, though. I know. Yeah, a hundred percent. Good, good job. Because I, I don't think it could be me. Hell no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I don't know. That's it must be awkward for everybody in that room, though. Yeah. I wonder, like, how they feel um, about it. Like, how how do actors feel about it in general? Like, do you think they did a good job? Or do you think it's awkward as hell for them? I'm sure. I mean, it must be awkward for them. But I, I would think that, you know, I've read things. I don't remember what movie it was for. But a lot of women probably are, feel really uncomfortable. So they have it so, like they um, only have maybe like a certain amount of people in the room and maybe it's all women if that's what they're comfortable with. And um, they like, after as soon as the scene cuts, they like give them a robe or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just like, I would imagine that people would want their um, stars to feel as comfortable as they can. So they probably accommodate them in some way. Yeah. Oh, so what other questions do you have? Okay. Um, do you feel that animated movies are for children only? 
No. <laughs> what kind of question is that? <laughs> it's just a question. I think I don't either. I love animated movies. They're so good. But <clears throat> a lot of people maybe don't watch animated movies and they'll be like, oh, they're for kids. But um, I, I will counter disagree. that with Sausage Party. I was just going to say sausage, like inappropriate. Sausage Party animated. sucks. I love you, Seth Rogen, and your camp. But Sa- Sausage Party is so bad. But that's not for children. Sorry, and it's Seth. animated. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and like shows like um, Family Guy and American Dad and all that. Right. And uh, what's that one on Netflix with the horse? Bojack Horseman. Oh, I love Bojack Horseman. Yeah. yeah. That's not made for children. No. And it's animated. And neither is Big Mouth, which I haven't exactly. watched, but I know it's wicked and appropriate. <laughs> it is. So, yeah, that's a hard no. Yeah. Uh, um, animated movies are not just for children. Do you think a movie that wins a lot of awards means it's good? <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. Because who are the people who actually vote on it? I don't know. I don't even I have know. no idea who. I don't know who the Academy is. How do you get hired at the Academy? And how are you in charge of picking what good movies are? Dude, I don't even know. I feel like the more popular movies win, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily good. No, just because a movie is popular does not mean it's good. Exactly. And there's plenty of movies that, like Leo has, I think he's only won one Oscar ever or like maybe never. I don't remember. But he's been in a lot of movies that were. Yeah. Would you know which one? Was it Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? The Revenant. Oh, which wasn't great. I liked it. It was okay, but definitely wasn't his best work. I mean, compared to all his other films like yeah it doesn't compare but yeah he deserves way more credit totally once upon a time in hollywood i think was like two years ago and that movie was amazing Mm -hmm. and he was really good in django oh my god yeah that's one of my favorites yeah very good hard to watch it's like but it's so good yeah who do who who like votes on this anyway I have no idea who these people are. And what what are the qualifications? I don't know. <laughs> because I don't... The only award show that I like to watch are the movies. Mm-hmm. Like the Oscars. I don't care about Emmys. Like I love TV, but I don't care. The Grammys, I don't care about either. And I don't know anything else that there is because I don't care. I mean, I couldn't care but, less about mm-hmm. any of them. <laughs> to yeah. be honest with you. Like you guys already make millions of dollars to act i mean i'm not saying it's easy but compared to like a lot of other professions out there um i think yeah they don't need awards like you're right they make so much money and it's like yes you know that you do a really good job maybe you should have an award show for like teachers (laughs) someone who's like you know like whatever that's a whole nother thing but um yeah so i don't think that just because a movie has won big award has means holds any merit like it doesn't mean that it's going to be good nope i don't know what the again i don't know what the qualifications are for an award-winning movie do you know if interstellar won anything which by the way is an amazing movie i have no idea because i literally just watched that yesterday for the first time <laughs> i love but that it's movie. so good it really gets so your I've mind seen that thinking movie, 
Yeah, I've seen that movie so many times, which is another question I had, which is if what's the most amount of times that you've seen the same movie? The same movie? Um, well, my favorite's Into the Wild. I've seen that a lot. But I feel like I watch shows a lot more than movies. Like I've seen yeah, like I've over seen over, right? Shits Creek probably like a hundred times. Yeah, I've seen Shits Creek so many times too, but probably Always Sunny would be the most for me because mm-hmm. I still watch it today. But like for example, when um when Endgame Endgame came out, I I saw that movie in theaters like five times. <laughs> Did you really? I did just because it's so badass and I went like all within like the first couple of weeks. So when I went, people were still like seeing it for the first time and the it was just like the audience reaction was like crazy every time. I miss and, the um, movies. That's dude, so long. It's been a year now because the last movie that I saw in theaters was with my brother. We saw like Bad Boys 3 or something and that was in January. <laughs> so it's been a whole ass year that i haven't been to the movies and i that's the one i miss going to the movies so much we used to go to the movies a lot yeah my we used to see a lot of horror movies that was like our go-to thing yeah i would be so scared (laughs) (laughs) i remember i saw insidious 2 in theaters this wasn't with you or maybe we did but i also went with somebody else and i was so scared i started crying (laughs) For Insidious, I don't know why. Yeah, Insidious two specifically, which the Insidious movies are my favorite. That scary is hilarious. Movies. I don't and, scare um, easily. Yeah. <clears throat> like I can't do. But they get more, you with the jump really? scares. They get you with the jump scares, and then the the music at the same time. Like it's so good. Oh my god, I miss watching you like scream and shit in the movie theaters. <laughs> They get me good. Great, great oh. memories. <laughs> like, what the yeah, hell my, are you jumping for? Like, <laughs> I get scared. I scare so easily, just in general. People at work will, like, walk around the corner, and I won't see them, and I'll be like, oh, holy shit. Like, you scared me. I don't know why I scare so easily, but I do. I miss going to the movies. Like, I used to go on my day off just in the morning by myself and watch a movie. Yeah. Nobody was ever there in the morning and it was just like I don't think I've ever been best. alone to the movie theater. I've wanted to, but I just never did. The first movie I saw alone by myself was Doctor Strange. So however many years ago that was, and I loved it. I was like, why do I, why have I never done this before? <laughs> and then after that I went like constantly and because now I obviously can't. You don't have to worry about people talking during it. 100%. <laughs> Your big pet peeve <laughs> over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the worst. But you know that they're doing these, I don't know which movies, theaters this applies to, but they're doing things where you can like rent out a movie theater for like a hundred bucks. And yeah, so you can rent out a movie theater. I think it's AMC, maybe Cinemark. Worth it. you can rent it out for like, for like a hundred bucks. So you can get like however many of your friends and split it. And you can, I think, I'm pretty sure you can choose whatever movie you want to watch. Is that like nowadays during COVID or before that? Yeah. Oh. No, no, no. Only right now during COVID. Hmm. I don't know which theaters and I don't even know if it's around here. Maybe where you are, but I haven't looked into it because like I have like two friends here (laughs) that I would go to the (laughs) movies with. So I haven't looked into it, but 
I think that's a really cool idea. I mean, a lot of businesses are closing, so if that's how they can keep a movie theater open, then go for it. Because as soon as they're like, everybody's vaccinated, let's go to the movies, bitch, I'm there. Oh, for sure. But uh, I was going to talk about like the downside of movie theaters too. Like before COVID, when everything was normal, yeah. <laughs> like the thing that gets me is people kicking my fucking chair. I hate I, people I can't. kicking or texting with their fucking bright ass behind, phones. Yes, I can't it, do sit it. Sit behind me if you want to text. I don't care. I don't want to see your phone screen. It's so dark in there. I I'm know. looking at the screen and I see you texting over here. I'm like, please. <laughs> or people talking, you know, whatever. Talking, <laughs> but kicking your chair. Oh my God, I can't deal with that. Yeah. It drives me crazy. Do you ever like say, stop kicking my chair? Yes, I have. Yeah, I don't I don't feel bad at all for telling people to back up. Or I'll be I'm like, like, you need to stop. Fucking kick yeah. me, like punch it back. <laughs> Assholes. It's right. like really That's you can't up. just fucking move your your you can't move your feet. It's probably you? easier now though because they have all the bigger chairs and wider spread out and shit. But yeah, yeah, I've definitely been kicked at the movies my chair multiple times and it's so annoying. I know in Tampa there's this small movie theater that has these leather seats that you could just like go back in. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know how if... people fall asleep. At the movie theaters. I mean, now... Oh, I have. With... How? It's so loud. <laughs> I went to see 300 unless, with my unless dad you're in watching theaters a quiet and he fell place. asleep. Unless you're watching A Quiet yeah. Place. I saw that with my mom in the movies and I could hear people eating. It was that quiet. <laughs> I'm like, this is not the experience I wanted. <laughs> no. It's too damn quiet. I do. I like that movie though. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a cool concept. Yeah. Yeah. My dad fell asleep watching 300 in theaters. I'm like, how? Dude, my mom fell asleep watching Jurassic Park. (laughs) She was snoring next to me. (laughs) I'm not even joking. I thought she was like out of it for a while there because I was like starting (laughs) to punch her a little bit. She would not wake up. You're fucking decking your mom and she's like sleeping. <laughs> oh my this god. This is so embarrassing. My mom's over here snoring up a storm during Jurassic Park. People are probably like, why oh. is this bitch snoring right now? <laughs> oh my god, it's so embarrassing. I just can picture you punching her like, wake up. <laughs> mom, what the fuck are you doing? It's like in a middle in the middle of the loudest scene in Jurassic yeah. Park. <clears throat> oh my god. And you're snoring. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's <is> so funny. <sighs> I don't think I've ever fallen asleep at the movie theaters. I think I only did like once. I don't know what we were watching at the time. I wish I fell asleep when I went to the movies to see Avatar because that movie was trash. Which probably won awards, but I hated it. It did. And everybody that I know hates that movie. Why do you th- why? Why did it win awards then? Because it's really cool looking, it's visually pleasing. So something with it, I don't know, did they use new technology that they've never used before? Is that why it gained the popularity? I don't know. I've heard something I wish, about I that. I wish I knew. 
Yeah, I think something like that is the reason why it was so popular. But it sucked. <laughs> yeah, Avatar was trash. Do you like the um, drive-in movies? I like the drive-ins. I've not been a lot. I mean, probably the only times I've ever gone were with you. It's a cool experience. And I like that you can see two movies. Yeah. If I stay up long enough to see two of them. Right. (laughs) I always fall asleep. I would probably be more likely to fall asleep at a drive-in, definitely. Yeah. But I remember as a kid, those were like the most fun times I've ever had. Because it was more of an interactive experience than it is now. Since, obviously, it's not a thing anymore, really. Even though they have made a comeback because of COVID. You would think now would be the time. Exactly. Now would be Mm -hmm. the time for drive-ins. Yeah. When I was a kid, I just remember playing, like, Frisbee outside an hour before the movie starts and um, having... Like a blow-up mattress in the back of my dad's truck and everybody getting comfortable and getting our popcorn and all that stuff. Yeah, that sounds fun. Just a really good time. That's a core memory. Mm-hmm. But that's such a good idea. That's so, like, COVID-friendly right now. Why aren't people doing that? They're doing it in Tampa. The Tampa drive-in itself is, like, so run down and ghetto. I went there probably a couple years ago. And, like, part of the screen was missing. (laughs) I'm like, really? Why is this even in business right now? (laughs) You should take the extra $20 you're charging me and fix the fucking screen. Right. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. They would make bank, though, if they actually fixed that place up. I guarantee it. I think there's only the one... In Mansfield around here, right? Mm-hmm. That we went, yeah. Maybe that there's was, another, maybe there's more now, but. Yeah. That was the go-to place. That one was yeah. good, though. That was nice. Yeah, I liked it there. It was cute. I want to go back soon. But they're never, like, playing any good movies. They play a lot of Yeah, they're, like, older playing movies. old movies. Yeah. It's like, I've seen these a million times. Why do I have to go there to see it again? Well, do you mean now or like in general? Because they're not really coming out with a lot of new movies now. Um, I want to say in general. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Because <laughs> I think I saw Us. That movie Us. In the, um, at the drive-in? Yeah. Which I didn't, I wasn't a fan of. Us. Remind me what happened. That's Jordan Peele, right? Mm-hmm. Remind me what happened. Without spoiling. The family yeah, lookalikes, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Doppelgangers. Yeah. Yeah, that one was okay. It was like a good sophomore film, but Get Out was like 100% Dude, better. Get Out is like one of my favorite psychological thrillers. Yeah, Get Out was very good. That actually fucked me up. Oh, <laughs> really? Like, psychological thrillers mess with me. Yeah. I picture myself in the movie. It's the weirdest thing. Like, I haven't out-of-body experience or something yeah it's the weirdest fucking thing that sounds but scary. i felt i felt so like creeped out by it mm-hmm. now every time i watch it i keep that in mind because it freaks me the fuck out and it's yeah. like it is crazy really that movies can do that to you because it's not real you're just watching it on a screen 
Mm-hmm. But they can know, give you so many emotions. That's good, though. That's like good storytelling, I guess, in a way. Um, yeah, do you remember in Get Out, that one scene where the guy's like running towards the main character when he's outside? Yeah. yeah. That part scared the shit out of me. And one time I was outside my apartment and it was nighttime and I was just like going to go outside and somebody ran by me like that. It scared the shit out of me and I walked back inside. I was like, nope, what? I'm good. I don't, I don't need to be outside. It scared me so bad. I think the scene that crazy. freaked me out the most was when he was in the chair crying. That yeah. scene. Oh my God. All the feels. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because I was watching it at night or what, but yeah. Did you ever see um, the movie Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal? Uh, I don't think so. It's a psychological thriller. It's kind of weird, but like the ending is weird, but all throughout the middle, I think is really cool and you'd really like it. And um, he's in a bunch of like psychological movies. Like mm-hmm. he was in Brothers, which was really weird. Donnie Darko, which we talked about the other day that I don't remember and I will be yeah. rewatching as an adult. So good. Yeah, that one really messes with your head too. And um, what was that movie, Nightcrawlers? Wasn't that what it's called? Yes, Nightcrawler is one of my favorites. That movie was so good. Ryan Gosling also is in a lot of like similar type of movies. Ryan Gosling? Yeah. Which one? Do you think Drive would count? Hmm. I mean, it might not be a thriller necessarily, more like action film, but it kind of has the same vibe to it. Yeah, I can see that. Like dark and eerie. Yeah, I can see that. You know what sucks about some movies is that there's a lot of movies that I liked, but I can't like anymore because the people that are in them are canceled. Oh, God. Like what? For example, when you said drive, it made me think of Baby Driver, which I really like that movie. But No, no, no. Kevin Spacey. Oh, he's in that? So I I won't watch it anymore because Kevin Spacey. God damn it. That's a great movie, too. (laughs) I know. The cinematic elements in that movie are so good. Yes, and for me, all of it, but, like, especially I loved the soundtrack, which was another question I had, which was, what movie has, like, a really good soundtrack in it that you liked? I don't know about movie, but show is Euphoria. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yes. I like every single song that Labyrinth created. Yeah. I've never had that experience with a show's soundtrack before oh i was gonna say um guardians of the galaxy which is another marvel movie but the soundtrack in there is like all 70s music and it's like so good and then also into the spider-verse has a really good soundtrack but yeah euphoria does have a really good soundtrack and just the way they edit it and film it i know like the first couple episodes um in order to introduce the characters, they kind of are moving around the camera a lot. So it's like one big motion instead of just straight cuts. Yes, the whole show, not even just the soundtrack of Euphoria, is just crazy. That show is so good. I can't wait for the next season. And I'm glad they did like the two part uh, episodes too that weren't like full episodes. But just yeah, I mean the one with uh, Rue. Yeah, and then yeah. the other one comes out soon too, right? 
Yes. Like I don't know when, soon. but it, it... January something. Oh, cool. Yeah. When does the whole... When's the new season? Do they have any word of that? I have no idea because I think they were supposed to be filming around this time. Oh, okay. So COVID fucked everything up. Um, when, when we went to Toronto, we saw a film at the Toronto Film Festival. Oh, yeah. What w- movie with was my, that? With my girl. Yeah. <laughs> with my girl, Tatiana. <laughs> I couldn't think of the name of the movie last night. I was trying to remember. Two Lovers and a Bear. Yes. I knew movie. it had something to do with a bear. <laughs> and we were there for the film festival. We saw a bunch of people. We saw... Um, Two we face. have a picture with Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, we have a picture with Harvey Dent. We'll post that and uh, on our Instagram. We'll we'll post that. Gerard <laughs> Butler. Yeah, we saw him. I almost, um, I almost gave him a high five. So close. Did I? Did I ever tell you? And this is one hundred percent a real story. What? Did I ever tell you what was happening to me while you were trying to meet Gerard Butler? What happened? <laughs> okay. I don't so, know. I don't remember. remember. Okay. It was like a whole thing. We were in like some plaza and I it must have been like a long day or whatever. And you're like, I'm going to go try to do this or whatever. And yeah. I was like, all right, I'm just going to like chill back here. So I was sitting on a bench by myself. This man comes over on the bench and he's just like talking to me. Obviously, I don't know anybody. I'm in Canada. And he's like talking. We're talking. He's trying to make conversation. He's probably like 50 years old. He's like this small little man. And he's like you guys doing a lot of walking around here? And I'm like, yeah, we've been walking all over the place. He's like, do you want me to rub your feet? <laughs> Swear what? to God. He asked me, do you want me to rub your feet? And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm good. Like, thanks. And I was like, what the fuck? They are extra friendly and, in um, Canada. <laughs> yeah. He was like, no, no, no. I, I don't mind. I was like, no, I'm good. And I, at this point, I was like literally scanning the crowd. I was trying to find you. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I don't think like, you told where me is that. She? It was it was I oh my god it was so weird I was like I'm good thanks I'm gonna go and I just that like left and I was like it was so weird and I I forgot and about it until right serious, now too. he was 100% serious I was like I'm 100% serious I'm good please <laughs> stop talking to me <laughs> holy shit yeah it was <clears throat> and we so you know what else is weird we also saw um I never remember his name oh Kyle Chandler and uh, Matt Damon mm-hmm because they were there promoting Manchester by the Sea, which I recently watched mm-hmm. last year, and I love that movie. Yeah, it's so wild that you can just go walk in Toronto during the film festival and like meet these people. Because people who live in Los, I think about this all the time. People who live in like LA must run into famous people all the time. Yeah, I'm sure. Like that, that must be so cool. <laughs> But I mean, for them, but like the celebrities, celebrities are probably like, I'm just trying to get a coffee, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame them. I mean, the, the way we treat celebrities is insane. They're yeah. just human like you and I. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it was pretty surreal, though, um, because when we went to Toronto, you have to get a ticket in order to wait in line to meet the celebrity. And you can either... Um, have a, take a selfie with them or get their autograph. And obviously, we took a selfie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it all happened so fast, like it's crazy. Yeah, and it's 
it's just the weirdest experience because like yes we got a selfie but we weren't screaming on the top of our lungs like the majority of people next to us yeah we were definitely more just like taking it all in but people were like absolutely freaking out like even if i met the biggest star i still wouldn't act like that because I like I, it's just I not my either. forte yeah i i don't like if we if i met a celebrity i i'd be like wow this is really cool but i wouldn't be like one of like say say it was chris people. evans you were meeting what would yeah. how would you react <clears throat> would you start screaming oh my I, god I chris know. oh my god no 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 i'm i'm I, i'm pretty sure i wouldn't scream i'd be like what's the situation because if it's at like a thing that we were at and mm-hmm. i just like saw him and he was coming around taking pictures i'd be like oh my god i love you so much can i have a picture <laughs> but i wouldn't like i wouldn't i like to think i wouldn't cry or be crazy or anything I, but no i couldn't <laughs> i guess i wouldn't know until the time like till it happened but i'm pretty sure i wouldn't like cry i don't think i would have it in me to do that because I'd be so like, like oh my god this is happening right now i can't even it, i don't even it's know it's surreal what. but at the same time yeah. like you gotta be aware of that they're just human and they just happen to have yeah. a job that gets popularity <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's true but that was a cool experience because you know that doesn't happen all the time to be able to just even see them in person because it's weird how like you can obsess over a celebrity and then actually seeing them in real life it's like it's the weirdest thing yeah i mean i don't it was totally per- surreal i don't have any other pictures with a celebrity <laughs> <laughs> i don't so, either that was like a one-time thing for me and it was really cool that's why i'm always like if i worked with a big name celebrity i have to be as professional as possible because it's my job and if i mm-hmm. obsess over somebody i mean i would never do that anyway but if I like took it too far and it like it would cost me my job essentially. Yeah. And it's not worth it at the end of the day. Like you said, they're just a person. Exactly. It's not worth lo- losing your job over. Now, if you were in my position, who would be like somebody you would love to work with? Like to film them? Yeah. Like an actor. I don't know why, but the first person that came to mind was Jason Sudeikis. Really? Like, he is so funny. I was just thinking also, though, about how Ted Lasso is, like, one of the best shows I've ever seen. So that's probably why he was on my mind. But he is so funny, and I just feel like he would be you know what, really funny to You know to who would with. be funny? Like, Jack Black. What? Yeah. Oh, 100%. I love Jack Black. He's amazing. He really fucking... Yeah, you. Oh my god! I love See him. that? That's a time though that I might get in trouble because I'm. I can't. Not that I'm like. Oh, oh my god! Infatuated, but like I can't stop laughing long enough to film this dude. He's so funny. <laughs> he is. So that might get me in trouble, but yeah, he would probably be a lot of fun to work with. Or like, um, oh my god, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, dude, Sandra Bullock. Dude, I would swoon yeah. over Sandra. <laughs> She's the queen. Swooning for Sandy. <laughs> I love her, dude. Practical Magic, another yes. amazing movie. Miss Congeniality. Yeah, Great. she's awesome. 
Do you have any favorite directors or DPs? Ari Aster. Who? Ari Aster. He did Hereditary and Midsummer. Ooh. I always forget about Hereditary. Hereditary, I don't know how else to say this, but like it changed my life. <laughs> like when I watched it the first time, I was absolutely terrified. But then I like kept watching it and I was like, this is so amazing. Just everything about it. The, the, it, like, right? the that freaked yeah. me out. Just like simple yeah. things like that freaks me out. Yes. It, so whenever I hear people make that noise, I'm like, I look at them like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but even the back, like all of the like little things Dude, that they have going on in the background. The head banging on the table. Stuff like yeah. that is bravo yeah. because i'm not a fan of the jump scares um because it's like it's everybody's done that already and you're just mm-hmm. waiting you you're waiting for the moment because you know it's coming and yeah. that kind of defeats the whole purpose of it <clears throat> but i like shit I like, like that where it's it's humanity and it's like taking um i don't know <laughs> it's real life basically yes it's not yeah. like this fictional character ghost story it's like you're taking a real life character and fucking with them yeah and it's like it's just wild so um midsummer was like whatever but still it was visually very amazing and just all the effects and things going on mm-hmm. in the background that when you watch it the first time you're like oh whatever and then you watch it again you're like oh wow this actually had wicked like amounts of significance i like that kind of stuff and um can we talk about blind so, manor for a minute of course so when i first watched it i was like okay this is all right mm-hmm. and then i feel like after the second watch is where you pick up on everything like all the clues yeah and i think the people who only watch it one time Obviously, it's got haunting in the title, so people just assume it's going to be a scary show like The Hill House yeah. was. Um, but Mike Flanagan warned us that it was a love story, not a not a ghost story. Yeah. And there's just so many elements in there that ties everything together. And I like being able to rewatch something like that and f- you know, even after like the second time or third time, even you pick up on stuff you hadn't even noticed. Yeah, you know what I mean. Totally. Same with his first project, Hill. Well, first, you know, out of the series, Hill House. Um, I watched that movie and uh, the show, and the first time I was like so scared, I didn't, I didn't see anything else. But then afterwards, you know, it came out that there's like. 80 hidden ghosts in the whole series and i was like what the hell so <laughs> of course i went back and i was like oh there's a ghost there's a ghost yeah. so it's like all these little things i love like watching things over and learning the same thing Le- like mm-hmm. picking up on all the crap that i missed the first time with hill house i really liked the whole idea of like the bent neck lady seeing her younger self and kind of warning her something similar to what they did in interstellar yeah yeah like warning interstellar blew my mind and i was like yes seriously i I have to rewatch it 
because yeah. some parts I'm like I didn't understand. But it's yeah. like yeah, the whole idea but of same, time same in with general. Hill House. Yep. Yeah, same with Hill House. When I found out that it was Nell, I was like, Wait, what? Right? <laughs> that show was like so hard to watch because they all had such like tragic stories. Mm-hmm. Like Luke was my favorite character and his all his struggles were like so heartbreaking. And then I mean, jumping to Bly Manor, it was hard to see him because I'm like, oh my God, I love Luke so much. And then watching Bly Manor, he's not Luke. Obviously, they're all different characters, mm-hmm. but he's such a dick. And I'm like, this isn't the Luke I know. Like, it was so hard to separate. He was such a toxic love bef- between the two characters. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, really bad. I didn't like him either. At first, I was like, oh, cool. Maybe he won't be that bad. He was that bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I liked how they, um, in Hill House, they had the one room they were trying to get into the the entire show and then it was yeah, really yeah it was really just a room for each character they had their own room like the tree house and yes so i remember there was one um i think it was theo when she was a kid she was dancing mm-hmm. and i was like they have a dance studio in here right. like i know it's a big house but like what the hell <laughs> and then it like all comes together at the end i was like oh shit when she heard somebody trying to enter the room that was that was like a different time in the movie or in the show where she's trying to enter the room and they can't get in but you don't realize that until after the fact yeah. Yeah. yes all that all like when stuff all ties together like that Mm -hmm. i'm like that is so cool i love it yeah and it actually had a happy ending. Yeah. Unlike Bly Manor. <laughs> yeah, Bly Manor so was sad. So sad, dude. I need to rewatch Bly Manor. I've seen Hill House a couple times, but I'm I'm going to rewatch Bly Manor at some point. Yeah. Like now knowing what I know, it'll be better to rewatch it. Mhm. Fucking Lady of the Lake. <laughs> I can't believe the kids didn't warn the adults, though. It's like, you guys know what's going to happen. You know what happens every time yeah. Lady of the Lake is in the house. Why not just tell I, Danny? Didn't, like, didn't, didn't Flora at some point want to? And then what's the kid's name? Miles. Yeah. I feel like one of them wanted to tell Danny, but the other one was like, no, don't. It was kind of confusing at some point, too, because... The guy you don't like, the character you don't like, um, yeah, kept going into Miles' body. Yes. So, you have to distinguish oh, between yeah, yeah. like when he takes over Miles' body to when it's just Miles himself. Yeah. Because he's an asshole. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. he has his moments, and you know yeah, that's because there when were he's definitely times. Yeah, there were definitely times when Miles was being a little dick. Mm-hmm. And this is before I knew that it was Peter. Peter. So right. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? And then you come to find out that it, it's Peter yeah. like possessing his body. You're like, that's fucked up. You're taking advantage of this little kid. I hate what Peter did to Rebecca. The fucking asshole. Her body. Yes, he, Peter her was a soul, toxic piece of shit. He made her soul stay at Hill House forever. Did I say Hill House in my Bly Manor? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Peter was terrible. He was a toxic piece of shit. Abusive, right? He probably, yeah. I think he hit her. Yeah. 
Fuck you, Peter. I'm glad you're dead. I do think they should have renamed it, renamed Bly Manor to something else, though. Instead of the haunting? Yeah. Just just Bly Manor? They should have named it, like, Lady of the Lake or something. Because Lady of the yeah. Lake is the reason all that shit happened. Well, but she died in Bly Manor. I know, but, like, with Hill House, Hill House itself was haunted. Like, it was yeah. about the actual house with the red room and everything. Right. Like, it was alive, as they say. But with Bly Manor, it was because the Lady of the Lake was just happened to be there. And I understand that when you die at Bly Manor, you can't, you know, go anywhere else. That's where you stay forever. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like the audience... If they didn't know it was a love story to begin with, they were let down. A lot of the people who watched yeah, based it were off let of down. the title, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sure a lot of people thought like, oh, this is just going to be like Hill House, right? But I think, I mean, I understand the takeaway from calling it the haunting of Bly Manor because they realize that in order for it to be a haunting. Or haunted themed it doesn't necessarily have to be scary you know what i mean yeah so they were able to take something like a love story and put their twist on the whole haunted idea of things if that makes sense yeah a haunted a haunted love story a haunted love story what bothered me at the end was it's like all coming back to me in bits and pieces, but didn't at the end of the movie like their name her like her name wasn't even Flora anymore, or something like that. It, they said it was her middle name. They I think they changed it because they moved away and their memories changed or something, right? Well, they I think they changed it, um, and they they don't remember it because they wanted to block it out. The mind is a complicated thing. Like you try to block out dark memories. But I thought it was like specific. I thought it was like um, they forgot because they moved away from Blind Manor. Not like a protecting your brain thing. I don't know. It's, I, can't I think remember. it's a mix of both. They moved away yeah. and then like as they got older, they just forgot about it. And also they were, they were haunted. Shit. I mean, when you go through some sort of emotional abuse or whatever, you like it's a fact that you can block it out like it never happened yeah, repress that shit yeah exactly and i think that's kind of what they did yeah maybe and i think the fact that flora's name that was her middle name i think they changed it and they wanted to address that she no longer remembered what happened like that's their way of addressing that yeah like she doesn't remember that life anymore yeah jamie was telling their story they lived through it so you think yeah. you would think flora at some point would be like hey that's <laughs> yeah. me that sounds uh really similar to what happened to me exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that show was really good mike flanagan is really good bravo he's great. yeah he's, he's great at what he does Mm-hmm. And um, what's the movie 
he made. Dr. Sleep. Oh, dude. Yes, that one was so good. Dr. Sleep was so fucking good. Yes. Oh, my God. How could I forget that? Yeah, it was uh, a sequel (laughs) to The Shining. Yes. And Dr. Sleep was amazing, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love that movie. Have you seen Hush? Kate, yeah, Kate is it the, that's the one with the blind too. or deaf, <laughs> deaf person? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've seen that. And he did that Ouija board movie. I don't think I've seen that one. Um, it's it, it's called like Ouija or something, but yeah, it was okay. Um, but yeah, Doctor Sleep was my favorite movie of his, I'd say. And then he's also coming out with a new series called uh, Midnight Mass. And it's what's it about? It's actually I think it's based on the book. You know, the character in Hush wrote a book. I think it's based no. on that book. Wait, in real life or in the movie? In the movie, right? It's from it's like from that movie. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so there's like a connection with some of his works. Which I, I like love that. when they do that kind of stuff. Cause with Stephen By the way, Stephen Stephen King films. In- they have connections yeah. to to certain things too. Yeah, isn't aren't all his movie his books like take place in Maine or something? Yeah, or is that that's a where he lives. Author? That's him, right? All of his books take mm-hmm. place in Maine. Yeah, it takes place in Maine. I think Pet Cemetery. It was like, I mean, not all Stephen King movies are Dude, great. The it, well, the newer ones I don't care for, but. The it the original one scared the shit out of me. Dude, the the yeah the original it series is great. It's like one of my favorites. Yeah. I'm a huge Stephen King yeah, the fan. Newer, yeah, the newer ones are like whatever. Mm-hmm. That's because like the clown just doesn't work for me. Something about yeah. the first clown creeps you out a lot more. Because Tim Curry is good at scaring people. <laughs> <laughs> he just naturally has a like a good creepy look to him yeah and i think the bill skarsgård is not scary looking well not even that but the character itself is like so fictional and i think the first clown represents what clowns look like but they just put like a scarier twist on it you know it's more realistic yeah and the new ones he's like too done up it doesn't exactly it's not as you know it's not authentic not authentic feel like i've said that word a million times um <laughs> but yeah the shining is a great movie he has just so many good movies well i shouldn't say mo- i mean yeah movies but books in general yeah movie adaptation yeah where do you think the future of film is headed maybe some sort of like interactive stuff like that black mirror i don't know how that episode yeah i don't know how it worked they've done a couple they've done like a there was one for kimmy schmidt too and like a couple i don't i don't know how that would work but i don't know how how can you advance what is already happening in movies you know actually let me tell you this it's 2021 currently how come we can't smell things in movies (laughs) (laughs) i'm serious is that like that's another element right they call it 4d whatever they do that they do that in uh Certain parks, like certain theme yeah. parks. Bring it to the movies. If you're, I'm, I, you know how movies. many cooking shows I would watch if I could smell. Could you imagine 
That's a brilliant idea, actually. <laughs> I'm sure it's already being worked though. on. If not, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, what if you're watching like Dexter and they're chopping bitches up and you gotta smell <laughs> that? Like, that's gross. They're just chopping bitches up. You know what? Maybe we'll see like a new generation of filmmakers because young like younger kids because they all have the new like iphone like 35 and they probably like to do the same thing like make movies and they're gonna like similar with you they're gonna like get the spark but they have more available to them than we did as kids exactly so the next like the next you know generation of movie makers will probably be younger kids who can make these great movies on their phones which is crazy right so who knows what's going to happen with movies? Hopefully really cool things. Like I'm expecting like some hologram shit in the next couple of years. Oh my god. I mean, people thought we would have flying cars in 2020. <laughs> Instead, so, we got knows? a virus. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen No Country for Old Men? Yes. How do you feel about that movie? I enjoyed it. I love that movie. It's really weird, but it has no music in it. It doesn't? Which I haven't seen it has in so long. no music in it. Which I thought was... Cra- I don't know if I've ever seen a movie with no music in it before. That made me like love it even more. Like it's... it's there, There's this one scene where they're having a really intense conversation. And it f- you can just feel how intense it is. And like sometimes you can only feel that way if they put like really eerie music behind yeah. it. And there's none. So I don't know... It was just so cool. You have to watch it again. Yes. It was really, it's a weird movie already, like enough, but not having any music really adds to it. It's kind of funny how that works though, because you think adding music would add more emotion to it, but not having it adds more emotion to it. That's good acting, you know, that they can portray you to feel these things, like all this intensity, even without needing any anything to Mm -hmm. go off of additional can i just talk about like the most random thing right now but have you ever like watched a movie and they just never eat their food they'll be at a dinner scene and just won't eat that happens a lot i haven't noticed that i i don't think i've ever picked up on that but i know in a lot of movies they show people eating and then you know that they have to like cut a bunch of times so i always wonder like are they really eating all that food or like are they spitting it out like how many takes are they gonna have to do of them eating pie like what if they're like i don't even like pie you know i think about that shit all the time (laughs) yeah i think it just depends on the production but it does seem like it'd be very hard to edit around that kind of stuff just because if you pick a scene from you pick like an early scene and put it towards the end it and then you see like half their drink or their drink is still full yeah mm-hmm. and then the shot after that or wait what am i trying to say the shot before that the drink is like half gone yeah and or like when you see someone in shot and like their hair is a certain way and mm-hmm. then the next scene it's different and then the next scene it's back to how it was before. And you know they hire people like little you know shit they like hire that. people to make sure that doesn't happen. 
Like there's well, a person doing there's a job. person usually dedicated <laughs> to that position. I would be good at that job because I always pick up on that shit. Me too. That reminds me of like the big thing that happened like two years ago with um the Game of Thrones finale. They had they cut it out like it so it aired with um in the last episode there was a Starbucks cup on the table. You remember hearing about that? Um, I feel like I did. Well, they had this. This show takes place obviously. There's no Starbucks, <laughs> right. and they they came out and somebody like had forgotten to edit out a Starbucks cup that was sitting oh, on the no. table. It was like a whole thing. Yeah, it was. I was like, how do you people, like, how many people are re-watching the shit? To, like, a lot. Exactly. How did nobody pick up on that? I don't know. That shit, little shit like that blows my mind because I'm like, how? How do you not pick well, up on that? Well, it's funny, too, because with my job, I edit, like, every project that we do. And I'll miss something and it'll go through so many people and then I'll rewatch it after like a month or whatever. And I'll be like, how did nobody pick up on this thing? <laughs> how right, did nobody yeah. see this in the shot or whatever? But I guess like certain things are just easy to miss, especially when you watch it a lot. Yeah. They need to have somebody that <clears throat> looks out for just that kind of stuff. Like, I want that hair job. I mean, I don't know what it's called, but I want that job where you fix people's <laughs> hair. And make sure it's in the right position right. every shot. But it's not even just hair. It's like literally everything. You got to make sure yeah, everything's in clothes. the right place. It's crazy. Yeah, It's a lot of work goes into all that shit. Yeah. Being on set is a really cool experience. How many people are on set with you? So normally I have been used to like a very small group. So usually... For my last job, it was just me and my boss filming. But those are like smaller yeah. shoots that don't require much. But as for bigger productions, there could be food stylists, makeup artists, like four, three or four different camera operators. And what we did was hire freelancers who also knew how to light everything. So like for me... I'm used to setting up lighting, setting up audio, cameras, doing the whole thing, and then operating camera and going back in the edit suite and editing. So, oh my God, that's so much. <laughs> it's a lot for one person to handle, but I feel like I'm so used to it that it's just second nature now. So, right. Um, when I first started, it was very intimidating, but now that I'm used to it, I've been on so many different shoots that it's like, I just know everything involved. I know what equipment is what and like how to set up everything. And I know like certain lighting techniques and what to do and what not to do. Um, how to properly mic somebody because there are so many different ways to mic somebody. This field of work is really fucking cool. And each project is so different. Um, and you get to work with a lot of cool people and make art and get paid to do it. I want you to do like a cool, something with like explosions. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I want you to like film when they like make explosions and stuff. Work you mean like some, exploding like, a car? I don't know. 
doing crazy yes. stunt work. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's in like that probably is really fun. That's in big production movies though. I'm not there yet. I'm just a little marketing worker. <laughs> <laughs> Although I was well, when you I was are. on a lifetime Christmas movie set, okay? <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> Humble brag. <laughs> and I I did see Molly Ringwald act in person, which was pretty cool. <laughs> there you go. Did you cry? Were you like, oh my god? Not at all. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of kind of yeah. cool to see well, how um, a movie set differs so dramatically from any kind of you know smaller production. Yeah, you have a really cool job. That shit sounds so cool. And it'll be interesting to see uh, where life takes me next. Yeah, see what the future holds. Hopefully you'll be working with the team that develops the smell through the TV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting on that to happen. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. So how do you want to end this shit? <laughs> Thank you to all the guys, the gals, and our non-binary pals for listening. That was beautiful, Liz. <laughs> Everyone's invited. Hell yeah. This is a, an open space. Accepting space. Yes. 100%. I would like to continue talking about uh, cinema in general on another episode so if y'all have any questions for us or want to know more, let us know. Yeah, hit us up um, at NotFarOffPod on Instagram and Twitter. Yes, ma'am. We'll post our picture with uh, Aaron Eckhart, uh, Harvey Dent, so you guys can see. Pretty sure I have a video of almost giving Gerard Butler a high five, too. <laughs> we'll post whatever we can find. <laughs> So yeah, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye.